0: Head to netsuite.com briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. The Republican Party takes a big step forward in its state-by-state push to restrict voting access. We'll discuss that, plus the growing crisis at the southern border facing the Biden administration. And finally, it's former President Trump versus the Republican National Committee. On Monday, Georgia Republicans successfully passed an expansive bill in the state Senate there limiting voting access. The bill places restrictions on who can obtain absentee ballots, such as limiting them to voters over the age of 65 or people who are overseas, among other restrictions. It also includes new voter ID rules requiring Georgians to submit an approved form of identification, both when requesting absentee ballots and when the ballots are returned. The bill passed with a one-vote majority there in the state Senate. It's now headed to the House before it can make its way to Governor Brian Kemp's desk. He has not yet made clear whether or not he's going to sign the bill in its current form, but he is under increasing pressure by Republican activists to put his signature on these bills that restrict voting rights, that restrict voting access. Former President Jimmy Carter, who does not weigh in on every piece of legislation making its way through the Georgia State House, felt the need to issue a statement denouncing what the state Senate passed on Monday. And Georgia was not alone in this Republican effort we are seeing across the country. The Republican governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, was the first governor to sign one of these new laws, making voting harder and restricting access, into law. Remember, this is all in response to the 2020 election. One of the ways in which Republicans are responding is trying to pass legislation state by state that restricts voter access. And that is what Governor Kim Reynolds did in Iowa yesterday. Today, that new law in Iowa is the subject of a lawsuit. Democratic election super lawyer Mark Elias is part of a group of folks who's now taking that law to court and asking that the state not enforce it because they believe it is unconstitutional. And as this is playing out state by state, here in Washington, House Democrats passed their sweeping voting rights bill, known as H.R. 1, last week onto an uncertain fate in the United States Senate. And the big question for Joe Biden is going to become, if indeed that bill has no way of passing the United States Senate, what is President Biden going to be able to do to tamp down on these statewide efforts to restrict voting rights and to support what Democrats are demanding, which is robust voter access? I'll just say that if you're a political party and you've decided that the best response to losing an election is to try and craft legislation, Legislation to make it harder for people to vote because you think that's the way you get power back, you probably want to go back to the drawing board and figure out some other way. That's not going to fly. Now, here's what else matters today. More than 100,000 migrants have been encountered at the U.S.-Mexico border in just the past four weeks. This is now part of a mounting concern over the growing number of unaccompanied minors in Border Patrol custody. A Homeland Security official told CNN that February was unprecedented when compared to the last five years. As of today, CNN's reporting that more than 3,400 unaccompanied migrant children were in Customs and Border Protection custody. And that number is growing. This is becoming a crisis for the Biden administration. Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas said last week it's not yet a crisis. That assessment is not likely to hold. In fact, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, was pressed on this point this morning on MSNBC. We're not ripping children from the arms of their parents. That's exactly what the Trump administration did. And we don't think that's a moral step. We also are not sending kids back on a treacherous trip that is dangerous and many have lost their lives. So that's another Mm -hmm. big difference. We're trying to chart the best path forward, but there's no question this is a heartbreaking circumstance at the border. Republicans remain critical of President Biden's rollbacks of Trump immigration policies. They say it's like putting a big neon sign, border open to those that want to come into this country illegally. And House Republican Conference Chair Liz Cheney today said in response to Saki that, quote, being heartbroken is not a policy. This is going to prove to be a very thorny issue for the Biden administration in the weeks ahead. And finally today, Former President Trump appears not to be so happy with the Republican National Committee. In an ongoing back and forth as Trump continues to try to show his position of power inside the party, we are now seeing him demand that his name and likeness not be used for fundraising and organizational activities without his permission. According to a Trump advisor, Trump's lawyers have sent out cease and desist letters to the RNC, the National Republican Congressional Committee, and the National Republican Senatorial committee for using his name and likeness without his permission. Now, the RNC pushed back immediately on Monday. In a letter to Trump's lawyers, the RNC claims that, quote, it has every right to refer to public figures as it engages in core First Amendment protected political speech. And they went on to say in that letter, they're going to continue to do it. Well, that sent Trump in a tizzy. He issued a written statement last night because, of course, he doesn't have Twitter anymore saying no more money for rhinos. What did Donald Trump do? He urged every Republican donor on these grassroots lists to only give one place, his own pack. Donald Trump wants to be the sole collector of all that Republican money out there to help solidify that position of power he has, that hold, that grip on the Republican Party. And all of this back and forth with the RNC comes as the committee actually announces that it's moving part of its April donor conference to Mar-a-Lago. So the RNC is just about to write a big check to the former president, to host one of its donor maintenance events, where, of course, Donald Trump will be speaking. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.